this session, we'll focus on verses 20 and 21 in this paragraph of Romans 9, 19 to 23, where Paul talks about the potter and the pot and the relative rights that they have. So, Father, as we take our place now as mere pots that have been made in the hands of an all-wise potter, I pray that we would assume that kind of position, that we would not complain about what you have made, but that we would bring our lives into humble conformity to your purposes in our lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You will say to me then, then, referring back to the fact that God hardened whom he pleased, namely Pharaoh, in order to bring about his purposes, you will say to me then, why does he still find fault with Pharaoh if he has governed Pharaoh's will? For who can resist his will? If, if nobody can resist his will, and Paul agrees with that premise, then why is God finding fault with those like Pharaoh who harden themselves against God? And we saw that his first response was to tell them, tell him that a, a certain attitude was unacceptable. Who are you, a mere man, to try to c- contradict, that's what I think answer back means, tell God that he shouldn't find fault with Pharaoh. It's not wrong to ask God questions in the right attitude, but this kind Paul doesn't like. And then we begin what we haven't seen yet Will what is molded say to its molder, Why have you made me like this? Now that's a quote from the Old Testament. So let's go read the two Old Testament quotes. It's always good to read the places in the Old Testament that the New Testament refers to. Isaiah 29. You turn things upside down. Shall the potter be regarded as the clay. That would be upside down. That the thing made should say to its maker, he did not make me. Or the thing formed say to him who formed it, he has no understanding. So you can make two huge mistakes if you're a pot. You can say, I'm not a pot. I wasn't made by anybody. There is no creator. I have self-sufficiency. Or you can say, he made me and he didn't know what he was doing. He doesn't have good understanding. I don't like the way he made me or or others. So you can deny that you're a creature or you can find fault with your creator. Isaiah 45, verse 9, Woe to him who strives with him who formed him, which is what was going on there in verse 20 of Romans 9. A pot among earthen pots, a mere man is the way Paul would say it. Does the clay say to him who forms it, what are you making? That's a protest. Your work has no handles. Now that's a great statement because there the pot is pictured as saying, I've thought about this and this pot you made should have a handle. (laughs) Many of us talk to God that way or about God that way. I don't like the way you've made this reality. It should have a handle. 
And I think that's intended to sound as ridiculous as it is. A pot saying, a handle belongs on this pot. And the potter, if he had any patience at all, might say, no, you're a vase and you belong on the mantle without a handle. So we're told uh, by Paul that we're pots and that there's a certain way for a pot to think and it's not the way this responder is thinking. Will what is molded say to the molder, why have you made me like this? Now the answer to that is yes, pots do say that, but the reason Paul raised this question is to point out they shouldn't say that. In other words, this question here is not a sincere Mary-like, I'm thinking of Mary's question to the angel, how can this be? I'm a virgin, which the angel was perfectly happy to have that question and answered her. This is not a humble request for an explanation. This is a protest, just like this one was. Why does he still find fault? Why have you made me like this? And then Paul gives his, his explanation of why you don't talk to a potter like that. Has the potter no right over the clay? And he means the potter most certainly has a right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use. So what's the, what's the point of that, of that verse? The point of that verse is the, the, right, the rightness of a potter is not determined by anything in the, the clay. The rightness of the potter is determined by the wisdom of his purposes in what he makes of the lump of clay. So he makes out of the same lump a vessel for honorable use, and he makes a vessel for dishonorable use, and the rightness of his behavior is whether the dishonorable use and the honorable use are designed with wisdom to fulfill uh, holy purposes. So that's, that's the gist of it. And in the context, Paul is thinking, God is the potter here. He's the one who decides what is what is right and what is fitting and what is wise. And we've seen from the preceding paragraph and we see from what follows here, uh, his desire is to make known his power and his desire is to make known the riches of his glory. If God's purpose like that calls for the creation of or the making of honorable use vessels and dishonorable use vessels, then he has established the rightness of his behavior. So in, in the context of the chapter, that honorable use and dishonorable use would be uh, Jacob, Esau, and would be Moses, Pharaoh. It would be mercy and hardening. Verse 18. 
and it would be vessels of mercy and vessels of wrath. You can see that in verse 22. What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience the the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction and in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy. So God, in dealing in history, deals with a Jacob and an Esau, a Moses and Pharaoh. He deals in mercy and hardening, vessels for each. And those are the right thing. He has a, a right to do that. He has authority to do that. And what establishes a potter, a divine potter, with a purpose to make known his power and to exalt his name and to display his glory climaxing in his mercy, this is the way to make pots. We'll see, we'll see why that is next time as we tackle this section right here more specifically.